Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Walk in Faith. We are at NRB in Orlando, Florida. I'm sitting down with Vanessa Beneventi from The Chosen and Brandon Potter, who plays Quintus on The Chosen. Thank you so much, guys. Hi, thank Appreciate you for it. having us. Thanks for having us here, Craig. Everyone's a big fan of The Chosen. I have a friend, Anna Marie, who is like one of the biggest fans <laughs> of The Chosen. I mean, so in case there are maybe one or two people in the world that are not familiar with The Chosen, can you tell us a little bit about the series? Well, The Chosen is the first multi-season historical drama about the life of Jesus and the people who followed him at the time. And now you play Quintus, right? And you play uh, Mother Mary, is that correct? Yes. Can you tell us a little about your character and, and how do you prepare for a Quintus or a Mother Mary? Yeah, so this is the, a series about Jesus uh, seen through the eyes of the people who sort of knew him, right? His followers and disciples. But not everyone who knew him liked him. He made a few enemies, and I'm a Roman, right? So I'm one of those people. I'm one of the people that <laughs> I love your character, like by the way. Uh, he's a ton of fun to play. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a Roman praetor, which is sort of like a magistrate or a, a mayor or a sheriff of these parts. And uh, I've got a, a few bones to pick with Jesus, I guess. Yeah, I would definitely say that. I, I love the. I think it was the interaction with Matthew, right? Oh In yes. Season one. I love that. Yeah. He's such a good character, too. He's yes. a terrific character, and Paris is a brilliant actor. Those scenes are always so much oh fun. Oh, my God, yeah. Every time he, I had an employee that was like that, and I remember just communicating with him. And the scene, when I see I think he comes in the office, and I'm just like, it was so brilliant just the way you, you spoke to him. And, oh, man, really just great preparation. Now, how do you prepare for it? Mother Mary? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I have uh, an hour and a half of makeup every time I play her because they, they age me. We're probably around the same age, really. But since she lived in the first century, she didn't have moisturizers. <laughs> so she probably Just looked a little sand. bit. Exactly. <laughs> so she probably looked a little older. And so they have to age me quite a bit. And then how do you prepare? Well, I draw a lot on the one thing we have in common, and that's um, being a mom. And I try to infuse her with as much warmth and love for her son as I feel for mine. I'm very lucky in a way because nobody really has seen her ever. Mm -hmm. We don't know how she talked or yeah. how she walked. And so I kind of you know, give her a little bit of my own imagination and I create her a little bit um, based on people in my family who I believe have that same quality, that same warmth. Anyone you about could share them. with a grandmother? Or uh, yeah, my grandma and I, I her used to sister. think about my grandfather and my grandmother when I would do emotional preparation too. Yeah, yeah. Never share the stories I know, but Meisner, but I would always use that as my way of preparing for a scene. I think, you know, when you're young and you see your grandparents, they're just so warm and embracing and at the same time larger than life because they know everything. They've been through so much and they tell you stories mm -hmm. and they really are the first people who you can dream with. At least in my case, it was like that. My grandma and my grandpa were always telling me stories about my parents when they were little, you know, and things like that. And so I loved hearing those stories over and over again. And to me, it's that magical thing about grandpas and grandmas. Yeah, I love, there's something I used to do with my grandfather, and I use this when I prepare. I used to always hold his hand, and I remember the touch, yes. right, of the hands, because he was a hard worker. So I always think about that all the time, and whenever I need some, I draw from that touch, mm. the hand.
So in your case, though, like me, you know the end of the story, obviously, right? So how does that affect your emotional preparation when you're speaking to your son, right? You're speaking to Jesus as a character, but you know the end. Does that affect you as you're sort of developing and going through the scenes? You or know do you what? separate that? It does affect me in the sense that when there's a very emotional scene that I feel like needs so much emotion, I feel like I need to scale it back. Like, we're not there yet, right? We're not in the big, huge emotional scene, which I would, you know, if you had a gradient, mm -hmm. then I guess the crucifixion would definitely be a 10. And so where in the scale does this scene fall? I remember there was one scene when they're taking him to Quintus, actually. He arrests him, right? And uh, Jesus says, can I at least say goodbye to my mom? Yes, yes. I thought, you know, at the beginning when I was reading that, I was bawling, right? I was like, <laughs> and wondering how she must have felt. And I thought, well, what if I didn't cry? What if I was trying to be strong and trying to really... That's a great choice. And he also says to me, like, don't worry. You know, I'll be back. This is my anchor to not break down in tears. Mm. I need to trust him. You know, I'm going to be strong. I'm not going to break down and cry right now. And I remember when he was walking away, I held my stomach for some reason. And our camera, Akis, he was doing the handheld thing. And so he came in and then uh, saw that I was grabbing wow. my stomach and he did a shot of that. That's a great and so it came as this metaphor as she literally feels it in her loins wow. when he's walking away. But I am just like trying to hold it together. And for some reason, it's super powerful. It's more powerful than I think I, if I just started oh, crying. I agree. I agree. And that scene, it's interesting too, when he asks if he can, you know, say goodbye, mm -hmm. I first thought was they're going to say no. You know, so to see that moment, and if it would have played that way where they would have said yes, which they did, and then you would have started crying, it would have had a completely different, I think, emotional connection to me. I think that was a great choice. And holding the side, yeah. I mean, that was good, because you know the end. I mean, so if exactly. you would have cried, like you said, what's what would have been, where's the 10? You know, right, you would have... Right. You, you knew that he was going to come back and be safe. So now how do you prepare? I know you made a joke about it's like a sheriff, but how do you prepare for your role? <laughs> did you go back to your old town and speak to the sheriff? <laughs> did you go to New Mexico? Like, how did you prepare for that? Because you're very, I mean, in this, I mean in, when you're sitting behind that desk, uh -huh. I'm a little frightened too. I'm like, oh my God. Because there's this way about your eyes. You're very intentional and just there's oh, something yeah. there. Yeah. Even now, I'm nervous. I'm like, no, are don't you going to post? I don't want to get arrested. We just spoke to Iran Alive, and you talking about talking about persecution and Christians, so I'm, I'm a little nervous right no, now. No, don't be nervous. <laughs> you know, the, the preparation, I think, is, is probably really similar. You know, you kind of fire up your imagination. For this character, I think about, like, what Quintus wants, and I think he's after order and status, and I think about how I can get that today. I, I don't like, all right, Quint is going to wake up and be evil today. I, I don't think he thinks that when he wakes up. And then when I'm in scenes and I'm talking to scene partners, it's always my goal that whoever I'm talking to doesn't really know where I'm coming from. They're always a little bit confused. I feel like that gives me an advantage in sort of the verbal sparring, I suppose. So when I start the scene, I think like, all right, what do I want? I'm getting order. I'm securing Caesar's legacy. I'm getting my own position in life. And I think like, how am I going to do that? 
I'm gonna confuse them so they can't see where the next hit is coming from. In any scene, I basically do that. That is definitely conveyed. Oh, right Because on. I, like I said, when I'm watching, I don't know what's gonna happen when I'm watching your character. Yeah. You don't show your cards. No. Your eyes are like piercing, but they don't, I can't yeah. tell, I can't read you. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah. you're in character yeah. now. There's That's no the like, goal. you know, I, I studied Meisen so I can look at your body language, but with you, it's just like, oh my God. Are there Roman soldiers behind me? Am I gonna yes, get pulled away? away. Yeah. <laughs> Now. I don't want to no. pull it away. Tell me about season four now. They're in the process of filming. Tell me a little bit about that. Season four comes at you hard and fast, and it does not let up. It's an intense season. Buckle up, I guess. Really? You yeah. can't share anything with us? Uh, you're not going to get any spoilers uh, out of me. Spoiler, just something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's a lot of exciting things happening in the show. We're very excited about all the repercussion it's been having. And now with Lionsgate, it's distribution globally and yeah. even more countries, even more languages to be translated into. We're very excited about Amazing. that. Amazing. So, like I said, I remember when Dallas and them started working on this years ago and then I think it was the first or second season they had like a site visit where we can go and see the set and then to see it grow yeah. and everyone talks about The Chosen as like you know this is sort of the movement how they created how they had the investments and how people are engaged and involved in the show and it's just like this has become the model where people are taking what they did with The Chosen or Angel and sort of incorporate that into their vision. So how uh, has life changed, I mean, playing these characters? Has it changed for you when you're walking around? Do people sort of communicate to you differently? I know Jonathan Rumi had some interesting stories, but do you have, has anything changed at all? Do people, you know, talk to you like you're Quintus, or do they expect anything from you, or anything changed? I think some people have a hard time differentiating mm -hmm. from... The character the, from the person. From the characters. Yeah. In my case, at least, you know, I've had to tell a couple of people, like, I'm not her, I just play <laughs> you know, some people are surprised that we have a life completely different of course, from of our course. characters. But overall, people are very, are very nice and they're very also ready to share how this show impacted them, which for an actor, I mean, oh yeah, sometimes so many variables have to happen for you to land a role that you just feel very fortunate to be here and to even have people be impacted by your work. That's just oh, it's beautiful. the icing the cake that yeah. you never expected. Oh, so anything you work on, for someone to be impacted, regardless of what the, the content is, yes. to be impacted in a positive way. Yes. You know, because otherwise you don't know sometimes, right? You're putting your heart, your soul out there, and you don't know if there are any results, right? And then we become very insecure, like, did we do a good job? Did, totally. You know, the mailbox money isn't enough. It's that personal encounter. And to yeah. hear people come up to you and just, even if they just thank you, has anyone been afraid when they when they met you? <laughs> you know, you're talking about like, ah, you know, this show means something to people and they tell you about it. Exactly. I have different sorts of interactions with fans. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, no one, no one comes up to me and says like, here's a personal experience that I have. No, I get lots of like, why I oughta, you know, love to hate you and all of that stuff. But I, I really, really love those kinds of interactions because it speaks to the breadth of the show that that there are these deep and profound emotional experiences that people have and they can't help but to relate to, yeah. to, to the actors. But there's also the, a, a kind of humor and playfulness that people engage with in the show. And I like helping with that and contributing that to the show and, and sort of adding my own 
little tiny color to the rich palette uh, that is The Chosen. I think a show that tackles humanity like this has to paint with all the colors, and I think that we do. And I, no, get, I, I, get, I get the fun interactions from the fans, and I love it. What was one of your favorite scenes you worked on? Obviously the scene that I have with Jonathan, the, yeah. the, the Jesus scene. I, I love that scene so much because there's just language in it, you know? Like setting up the, the bones and the flesh stuff is great. And Jonathan is such an incredible acting partner that that was just a really, really fun day. But I also like all the little bits in the scenes. Like, I love dealing with the olives, you know? I like, <laughs> there's one scene where I'm, like, putting out candles with my finger. Like, that kind of stuff. Are those your choices, or is that in the script? Like, well, that one was actually was kind of funny, because in the script it said, like, blows out a candle. And I was like, hey, Dallas, what if I put it out with my fingers? And he was like, that's a great idea, Brandon, do it. And then, like, it can take 15. My fingers are starting to get blistered. And I was like, I made the wrong choice. We still have, like, a whole day of shooting. No, we did, actually. Like, Dallas was like, are your fingers? And I was like, yeah, they are. And he's like, okay, we're going to get some super glue. And, yeah, so we ended up putting, like, super glue on my fingers so that I could put out the flames over It's a great choice. We did something, too. I remember there's a movie where the guy had a card and we were burning the card. And he was a boxer, and I didn't think about it he was burning his hands and I'm like oh my god I never thought about it the first time but on the third or fourth or fifth take like, hey oh wait a minute god. do we need to get you <laughs> he's like oh my hands this is yeah. his livelihood my yeah. hands are burning them what, about, what was one of your favorite scenes? That Warner in episode 3 season 2 where we had the take is 16 minutes long the very very top of that episode that was fun but it was almost like a like a play. There were so many different pieces, moving pieces to that scene, and we rehearsed basically all, yeah, all day, yeah. all morning, and then we shot it uh, in the afternoon. And by three or four in the afternoon, it dawned on me that I'm the last person to come into the scene, and so I can't get my lines wrong. Because if I oh get my, my lines wrong, it's 15 minutes that of was... footage that's down the Pressures. Drain. That is oh, a lot and of so pressure. And so I started on. going like, you <laughs> could something. <laughs> Repeating it over and over and yeah. over in my Trust head. Trust that you know. Remember that. Exactly. But I, right then, I was just in panic mode. And I was just like, I can't even remember. But it was like, I remember it was three lines. And... When I actually did it, and you can see it in the take, I like kind of like, like <laughs> I, I kind of you know I kind of tripped on on a line, or I, or I did like a longer pause than I had uh, had planned, just to be sure that what I was going to say was the right thing, because I oh my could god not, with the pressure that is and a when lot of we pressure. finished it, and most of those takes I wasn't even in because. It, it wouldn't even get to me. Some other poor soul um, forgot exactly. their line, yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the take, so I never got to go. And then it was getting really dark, and we finally got it, a good take. And so you see the scene go from kind of dark to really mm. dark, but it's all in, you know, in real time, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's beautiful. Wow. And it's really cool. Those are like the scenes cool. that we talk about in, in film class. You know? Exactly. Those continuous exactly. scenes. So last question. So what can people, not what can people, what do you hope people walk away with after watching season four? I think that there's hope at the end of grief. You know, oh, I think I that love there's that. light that, that will shine through the dark. Mm. It's beautiful. Definitely. I feel like this, this season is going to be um, very emotional. It's getting... It's getting near the end, right? And we're transitioning into that, uh, into that, uh, that space. And so, you know, it, it, 
things are things are getting real. Mm, that is great. You make a note. Well, that, I mean, honestly, guys, I really, really appreciate this time. And like I said, uh, everyone's a fan. I'm a fan, and, and I appreciate you sitting down with me. Thank you very oh, of much. Of course, thank you for, for having us. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Walk in Faith. Always remember, you have the ability to inspire and evangelize through your words and actions. God bless you. everybody, it's Craig Syracuse. I'm the host of Walk in Faith, and I'm also the executive director of this beautiful facility, the Emmaus Center. This is only made possible through donations and contributions and sponsors. If you would like to find out more information or ways that you can help us evangelize and bring the Word of God, you can log on to EmmausBrooklyn.org for more information. May God bless you.